0: Hello, and welcome to an exciting new show brought to you by the Bonus Hours Network. I'm your host, Ian Brown, and this is Title Unknown. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this trial episode of Title Unknown. This show is about covering everything under the giant umbrella that is the paranormal. Ghoulish ghosts, creepy cryptids, astronomical aliens, and even the occasional mystical legend and conspiracy theories. So, uh, yeah, I suppose let's just get into it. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see its eyes when I close mine. They are hollow. They are black. They saw me. They pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep journal entry entitled he spoke your name from 1880 in the woods of northern america and canada there are strange tracks in the snow an eight foot tall moose not known for being timid in the northern expanse lets out a shriek of disquietude. What vile beast stalks through the cold brush around Lake Superior. Tonight we discuss The Dreaded Rake. Thanks for tuning in. Now close those blinds, lock the door, and never mind that scratching sound outside, I'm sure it's just the wind. I was inspired to make today's episode after seeing a video that started making its way through the internet a couple months ago. It shows a creepy, humanoidish creature chasing a moose near a roadside in Gaspé Valley, Quebec, just a few miles north of Lake Superior. I know there are many fakes and hoaxes out there, and I'll be mentioning a few of them. However, this video did have a real feel to it, and the person who submitted it, Audrey Frechette, sorry for almost certainly butchering butchering your name there, is quite open and genuine about her experience. I'll provide a link to it, as well as all other videos and articles featured within the show notes. Now I suppose the best place to start on this would be the beginning. The first mention of the rake comes from a mariner's log from 1691. It's short, not so sweet, and though it lacks description of the creature, it captures its essence very well. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the Rake. The fear expressed in this note is something that seems to stick throughout every other encounter through the ages for both human and non-humans alike. In modern times, the Rake has been reborn, so to speak. In 2003, a message speaking of the Rake was posted by a woman on the 4chan message boards in a ghost thread. Mysteriously, most of the data from the discussion has been completely wiped out, which is something that I've noticed on many occasions when it comes to strange happenings involving the paranormal. A couple years went by with little to no mention of the rake, but in 2005 suddenly it was cited again by an anonymous source on B. After that post, sightings started showing up all over the place on four different continents, including Europe, North America, South America, and Southern Russia, Northern Asia region. I found a checklist made by a collaboration of paranormal enthusiasts called Operation Crawler. Posted in 2006, it lists most of the rake's physical features, and it goes as follows. Roughly six foot tall, but walks on all fours. Pale, grayish skin, no visible nose, unknown diet, but believed to be carnivorous. No mention of genitalia, in case any of you sickos out there were wondering. Mouth is only slightly visible when closed, but seems to have a hinged jaw that when opened reveals hundreds of small, dull teeth, seen in areas ranging from suburbs to the wild. Skipping forward a few years, videos started showing up with frequency. The one downside of running a podcast is that I can't audibly transmit the best of these videos directly into your mind via sound waves. Maybe someone in DARPA or Lockheed Martin can give me the hookup on some good future tech to make that possible. Wink wink. But I will do my best to describe a couple of the most legitimate videos I came across. One of the most interesting pieces of footage i seen was an unaltered video from a water management company in Pennsylvania by a man named Mike Wood who was doing a standard check via live video feed for clogs, leaks, and damage in the sewers under a fairly populated suburb. It's not a long video and the creature does seem to be scared of the light but all I can say is rake or not, whatever it is, is creepy as frick. Possibly the most terrifying video I came across is almost certainly a hoax, but I feel that it's worth mentioning, because if you're into the creepy the way that I am, it's worth the 30-ish seconds to see the rake crawling through a graveyard at night and brutally attacking the people filming it. Just, just entertainment, you know? Can't beat it. (laughs) Now onto the rake's top three must-see clips and vids. Number three is a video that shows the rake on someone's roof, that ac- and that actually plays into something that I've seen in real life that I'll discuss with my friends and guests in part two of the show. Coming in at number two is a video from Arkansas that suggests the possibility of the rake being an alien in origin. It was featured on, a- on the popular YouTube channel Secure Team 10. If you're not familiar with Tyler's channel, I highly suggest you check it out as they have great UFO and alien footage from around the world. And finally, taking home the gold is the video that started this whole episode of the rake. It's basically a video of the rake scaring the absolute fuzzy out of a huge moose in Canada. The video was shot from her car, and I can't stress this enough. For those of you who aren't from moose country, my fellow Michiganders should already be well aware of this. But mooses aren't scared of anything. Unlike deer, mooses are the opposite of timid. The reaction of this one on the film sends shivers down my spine. Mooses don't get scared, they get even. Except if the rake is after them apparently. Well, that's it for now on this creepy-crawling pseudo Stay with me for a moment so you can enjoy part two of this episode, where I leave my mini-studio in the Davy Crockett National Forest and head to the main bonus hour studio in a in wonderful H-Town. Have some fun and discuss this and many other things about my journey with some good friends of mine. Thank you. Stay tuned.
1: Buttoning up my podcasting shirt. It's very oh, important. okay. That you have your shirt buttoned up <laughs> when you're doing radio. Very
0: true. The viewers can sense it. They can tell in your voice. Just, I, mean, it, I wouldn't be at full work capacity if I wasn't dressed in the uniform. Though I think most people's podcasting uniform is closer to what you wear. Probably. I mean, half the time I wear a shirt that has a collar on it. It's that way I can and a beard Yeah, cargo shorts and beard, with like, you know, one collar, not one, because I'm not that that person.
1: We've been riffing and not riffing for about five minutes.
0: Well, I'm here in this bonus hour studio, the main one down in Houston. Who am I sitting with right now at the moment? I forget your name, good sir.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're coming at you live from Spare Bedroom Studios. I am Chris host of the between the profound and the profane but we're not on that
0: show today what are we doing today ian today what we're doing is discussing the rake on a brand new show called title unknown title unknown uh yeah, I don't that's definitely No, that cut.
1: was definitely that was enough time. <laughs> yeah, for, it was yeah. For like the the intro yeah, exactly. music to play.
0: Why this is so funny and terrible. Uh but anyways, what I wanted to do with you is present the creature. That I have been researching for the past few weeks, okay, it is known as the rake, all right. And like, have you heard anything I you know I, of it? I have bit? heard
1: of the rake, but I only know of the rake as uh, a, a creepy pasta story. Yeah, um uh, from I guess I first took note, took notice of it in like two thousand eight to, to two thousand nine oh, okay. is when it sort of showed up on yeah. my radar. I went through a really weird uh, October that year where I uh,
0: slept very little and r- did nothing but read Creepypastas. Yeah, uh, that'll do it to you. And actually, yeah, that's kind of about the same time that it happened to me as well. Yeah. And it, for me, it was in the winter. You said winter, right? Uh, just before
1: the winter was, but it was about this time of year, October-ish. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that October yeah. season.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty creepy. Um, And not even in a pasta sense. Like, that's just, like, pretty creepy that, too. Because I didn't know you had any experience with it at all. Like, as far as, like, just kind of it manifesting itself almost. I mean, (laughs) I I guess you could call it that, yeah. In in a sense. I don't know what to call it. It depends
1: on how you look at um, horror and the myths and legends we tell each other and whether or not the story begets the creature or the creature begets the story and whether or not being haunted by something can take place in being haunted just by the words of
0: a story. Gotcha, yeah. And actually one uh, interesting thing I found, because I really didn't know very much about this creature, Um, the only thing that I had was like one personal experience when i was like in i was it was probably late november in northern michigan and like i was outside and like pretty well underdressed for it like i just had like a regular long sleeve shirt like similar to what you're wearing and like a t-shirt under it you know and uh i was out there for a bit i think i was talking on the phone and uh i started seeing something like that was dark you know, at least probably about six foot tall, and it uh had it had like these kind of like reddish type of eyes. Okay. And but like the thing was, is it it's not. I I knew it wasn't like a Slenderman type of character. Um, but because of the way that it was, it was walking like it was trying to be a pert like it was really trying to mimic a person but it clearly well it would be like a dog like a dog trying like his best to pretend to be a mailman like if you've seen that little wiener dog that does that on the news sometimes i mean I, I, it's pretty I, it's pretty funny and adorable when a wiener dog does it but, yeah but what i seen was not a wiener <laughs> dog and it wasn't even what i would call a werewolf it was creepier than that
1: <laughs> so, so so describe the rake to me what 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 is the creature look like
0: so the creature typically um i'm so far uh my experiences like with it are a little bit different in the sense that usually it's uh let me check my notes here actually real quick because i know that uh for one thing its mouth its mouth is uh usually like kind of hard to see when it's closed but when it opens it it has hundreds of teeth Mm -hmm. it's like i uh, mentioned before it's roughly uh six foot tall yeah um give or take but a lot of times it it crawls it creeps and crawls rather than walking because it like like i said when it walks it's it doesn't look human anyhow (laughs) so it's not really fooling anybody but um you know it's usually very pale when i've seen them it's been very they've been very dark um and what i experienced i don't know if it's a rake i'm not i'm not sure what to think of it exactly yeah but it definitely reminds me of it um after uh Later on, we'll kind of get into how. Um, I have a checklist.
1: On Long, that. spindly, like, is it lanky and, like, limmy? Uh...
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very skin and bones. Mm-hmm. It's believed to be carnivorous. Um, it, like, no one knows for sure what its diet is, but, I mean, it has hundreds of teeth uh, when you open it. It's like uh, a mouth, like, full on the roof, like, and everything. Just lots of teeth. Mm-hmm. and it's all it's all skin and bones it's uh it's not really seen in like uh cities but it is seen like from like s- suburbs to uh out to the middle of nowhere woods okay. so it's not really much of a city dweller as far as like what i could find anyhow i think that that pretty well sums up the checklist from what i um can remember uh I think there was something in there about uh, there's no description of it of its genitalia.
1: There's no description of its genitalia. Yeah,
0: no one has reported on I the mean, rake's genitalia. Yet. I don't know who's they, going
1: around lifting up skirts of cryptids, but...
0: And today was gonna be a good day. Mm-hmm. And all my homies gonna ride today. Ain't nobody gonna <laughs> die today. Save that drunk for another day. Hey, we're gonna have a deep day. <laughs> Trump is not our best t- all right i'm back i am back um and now i just have to remember all right so we went through the description of the rake we talk, um, yeah the description of the rake um, so the next thing will be um i
1: really imagine that it looks more like a uh a really tall like skinny man who's mostly arms and legs crawling on all fours
0: yes yeah.
1: And not like on hands and knees, but like up on his on on haunches and down on on hands. So like it's a lot of elbows. It's a lot of slow, weird uh, uh, stilt-like movements.
0: Yeah. From the way you describe it, that's how I imagine it in my head. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty close to an accurate description of it. Um, as far as I can remember, that's pretty much spot on.
1: For some reason, I also um, imagine it like kind of resembling a mangy hyena
0: crossed with a man. Uh, as far as fur, I don't, I don't think it has, uh, hardly any fur at all. Yeah. Um, or if it does, it's, it's, like, it must be very fine or small. Um, cause there's, there's like quite a few videos and there's one in particular that, uh, you'll definitely need to check out for, mm-hmm. cause I mean, it, it seems to be completely legitimate and that thing, whatever it is, it sure looks like the rake
1: <laughs> as they've described it i mean i as, as a kid who grew up uh, reading and looking into cryptids and the paranormal and stuff the rake is not something i had ever heard of you know this is one of those things that as far as i've known it was invented by the internet quote unquote yeah um uh
0: but that's how that's how i uh, knew it as well until Pretty, pretty recently, actually. <laughs>
1: so, so, did you go
0: into this thinking this was
1: just creepy pasta?
0: Yeah, I thought that it was either creepy, uh, creepy pasta, or like some sort of eye rolling, uh, you know, uh, tulpa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like something that like it definitely started. Like I thought for sure that it had started out on the internet, and that perhaps, much like Slender Man, it's kind of taken on sort of a, a weird spot in this world, then mm-hmm. it, it's sort of real just by people believing in it, more or less. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I that's how I went into it, and um, one of the interesting things that I found was that it actually started way, way, like the evidence for it goes a long ways back. Okay to uh the earliest mention of it was from uh the 1690s it was like some some old fisherman like was uh oh what was i don't remember the quote word for word uh but you know if you've listened to part one of the episode you'll know what one i'm talking about but yeah it's like an old fisherman saying our the rake is chasing us oh it's a big one uh, so did
1: they call it the rake back then
0: Yes, uh he said that uh all all hope is gone. We cannot we must return to England. Uh we must uh never come back at the request of the rake. Huh. And it was just like a final entry log in an old cryptic book on an old cryptic cryptic uh boat. It's pretty terrifying. <laughs> so it's like yeah, take that one and so that was 16 uh 91 if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And, uh, besides that, there was, um, I believe I read it at the very beginning of my, uh, podcast, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like, it was a journal from like 1880s, uh, I want to say. Like it kind of, the rake seems to be something that pops up almost like every 200 years if you go just, I mean, just judging by the last three. Like there was, it, um, Was like sixteen, late sixteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds, then took a break for a while, and Mm -hmm. then it was like almost the the um, like mid eighteen hundreds after that, and then like now it's kind of made its resurgence again. Back in like two thousand three is when it like started to go out on the internet. Hmm. So it has kind of like a it
1: Pennywise the clown quality to it. A um a, a reappearing sort oh, of re- yeah. cryptid sort of evil force I never
0: I never thought of it that way but uh yeah you're right cuz uh as we covered last Halloween on our other show <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah he goes to he like stays in like uh suspended animation for 27 years at a yeah, time yeah, right
1: yeah 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 the story of of it, the 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 thing that comes from wherever yeah uh is that it yeah it stays in stasis and then feeds on fear every 27 years it feeds on flesh but it feeds on fear and yeah and, and, um
0: yeah uh, wow yeah that uh actually very well describes it
1: and then, i mean i i, I guess there's something to say about like these tracks of storytelling throughout human, like you know, it's it's very human. Th- th- this idea, this fear, this uh, this this the description of this creature is um, it has all the classic hits of things that human beings would find scary: uh, sharp, sharpened teeth, long, sort of animalistic, but uncannily human
0: uh yeah i mean i, I wouldn't say uncannily human but yeah. uh it it definitely has human-like features like you could mistake it for a human for the briefest of moments like long enough to stare at it and it does have a tendency to feed on fear in and in like a certain sense um it seems to it, like no one's really ever seen it eat necessarily mm-hmm. um the one where it's hunting down the moose uh, that I'll have to show you is uh, probably the one of the only ones that really suggests that it does outside of a few like hoax videos that are made just to be creepy and not against those videos at all, but most of the ones where they're attacking people are hoaxes. Yeah, <laughs> I actually all, almost all of them, as far as I know. But, uh, yeah, how about uh, I show you some uh, video clips here? Got some evidence for me. All right, cool. Yeah. The red. (laughs) Hello. Yes. (laughs) Just like this, we can have a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Okay all right hold on all right this um all right (laughs) so welcome back we just watched some really cool videos and had some major technical difficulties apparently a bunch of possible (laughs) evidence for the rake's existence Uh, Yes. Uh, The first one we watched was the video that I had mentioned in uh, part one involving um, the rake and a moose. Mm -hmm. Um, Now today when we went through to, uh, because the recording of that part and this part is actually a few days apart here. So, uh, but the videos we were able to find today on that particular video was... Not the exact one that I had seen because I remember I mean, it being I'm a little sure bit. Your longer. memories change. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure your memories mean, filling in things because that really could it could be that. But we, I honestly, like I remember it getting. I remember the rate getting a little closer to the moose, we, and it, it didn't attack it. But it, I remember it being closer than that. But we not only watched
1: right. uh, that 30 second uh, cell phone video of a Canadian family filming a moose. And a weird humanoid creature sidling up behind said moose. It, we also it was, watched. A couple it was a lady of, named Audrey Fricheite. We also watched a couple of uh, breakdown and ana- analysis videos of said footage. Uh, so, so, and none of them uh, went further with the video
0: than that yeah. thirty seconds. So, I, I have to assume that that thirty seconds that is what the video be. is. And I'm going to personally blame the Mandela effect, but that's a totally different episode. <laughs> as far as that's concerned, that, vi- that video in particular, mm-hmm. I, I
1: don't know what to make of it. it it's it's kind of it's more up in the air than anything. That one yeah. is. I, I, I side on the idea that, well, first, the people in the car, though, they're speaking uh, French. French I they're speaking yeah. Canadian French, so I can't really understand what they're saying based on intonation not, and like how they sound they're not freaking they're, they're go- out. Uh, it, there were, uh, you can hear the ooze and ahs at the mu- at the moose. Yeah. Like I can't speak French but I can hear them going, Oh, look, it's so beautiful moose. Like you can yeah. hear that in the way that they're speaking and at no point do they react to the somewhat translucent
0: creature that's I don't know if it's uh translucent so much as the way that I say see it. it seemed to be just very pale like um I mean, to the point that it almost has that effect, like it's kind of reflective, Uh, uh, maybe more so than translucent. Yeah, because it seemed pretty solid. I mean, you can see it walk out in front of a tree, you know, and you can see that it's in front of the tree, and you don't see the tree behind it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it. it, But yeah, it has that reflective, pale quality. The way that it appears is,
1: is it's difficult to place weight to it. It doesn't seem to have weight no the way that it moves yeah it, it you're kind actually of right on that. swings back and forth with no real it sways it, it it doesn't feel uh like it has any 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 depth within uh the the, the
0: 3d space that they mm-hmm. are filming and i mean that's one thing that it you know it might be something that's kind of interdimensional a little bit you know something uh. that doesn't quite exist on our our plane as we know it <laughs> And maybe it you know can pop its way through. I mean that's something else for um, many cryptids. And this one I don't outright call a cryptid exactly, but I do consider it to be at least a pseudo cryptid. Pseudo cryptid. <laughs> yeah, pseudo cryptid. It's some it it's something I I don't want to call it a tulpa, and I um don't want to call it a cryptid. So I'm just calling now it I do
1: feel like the moose did respond R- to it within the 30-second video. It doesn't it move. It to. It turns its head and looks in the direction of and whatever then it, cuts, it is. I
0: think that's when the video cuts off. And then it, tur- we well, seen, it, it right? turns the other direction. It just turns back,
1: which leads me to believe that there might have been a sound that it, like, it felt something was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I question whether sense, or yeah. not... It's seen it? Yeah, it's seen it. Hmm. That's uh, a, um, uh, is this a, you know, and so it lands on i'm not sure if this is a hoax or you know a, a somebody having fun I, with photography or okay. if this is one of those instances of something otherworldly being photographed and nobody seeing it until after the fact
0: okay yeah and i mean that that might be the case honestly i don't think that these people were faking the like i don't think that they created a hoax mm-hmm you know i don't know like it just seems like it's a stereotypical kind of family like that it just doesn't really they don't really seem the type to like be part of like a weird hoax on rape conspiracy theory yeah in middle of canada that just doesn't you know i don't know that that doesn't quite ring a bell to me um so i think that the video is legit and um one thing To kind of keep in mind is, uh, I honestly don't know, like, if any, like, what is, you know, it kind of comes down to what is the rake. Yeah. But I'm going to say the video is real, and I'm going to say that what was on there definitely appeared to be something like the Mm rake, almost, almost to a key, but um, the video that we found, once again, you know, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't as long as I remember it, and uh, it, it, if it was another minute longer you would have gotten we i'm sure we could have gotten a lot more from it
1: well, i mean isn't that the story with every
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> has not that been the story for all of it
0: yeah actually <laughs> um it's a rough first episode guys <laughs> just thanks for hanging on once again but uh so the second video that we watched uh was there was an elderly woman, uh, Mrs. Bellows. M- Mrs. Bellows. Uh, she was making her last will and testament to her family, and the, the her the, her entire will, I want to say, is about fifteen minutes long. Hmm. And she actually states within within it at the very beginning that it's her family had to watch the entire video before um, they could receive their inheritance. Yeah. And one of the last things that she adds in there is directly about the rake mm-hmm. and the lady that um, that did that video um, I did a little bit of research on her and she did die and um, you know that's really it does the video doesn't seem to be a hoax in any way and I don't pitch that woman didn't come across as crazy like um. M- i'm trying to think of a good way to put this she didn't seem um like she seemed like a crazy southern lady a little bit um just the way she spoke but she didn't actually appear to be mentally um, ill or unfocused in any way shape or form through the whole she wasn't senile as far as you could tell or exactly
1: she uh, didn't didn't have dementia or anything like that yeah she didn't appear to be making
0: anything up like just for fun and giggles on that
1: or or that um, I don't know the way that I, I saw the, the, the last will and testament of Mrs. Bellows rake video is that felt like a uh, creative writing project like some high school kid uh, was writing a wrote a rake documentary for his like theater I, or his film class and I, I definitely he got can. his it, 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 there's a way that she feels like she's acting like she feels like she's reading a script during that two minute clip yeah that and I that's it.
0: i think that's part of i think that's part i honestly don't know what keeps happening to uh, videos on the internet but i that one i can promise you that it is a 15 minute long will and testament and it kind of discredit i mean now it's not to say that you're not correct yeah and the you know the kid just is really good at you know writing a full-blown story <laughs> and just yeah. hiding it in and and if that's the case uh kudos um and on top of the inter- information i found on the internet about it i mean if that's all a hoax really good job
1: uh, yeah i mean i i haven't seen this other like attached information that you're talking about
0: yeah uh, i i just saw the and a, I,
1: a what seems to have been passed through multiple hands edited we, version of yeah we
0: yeah, like, for instance, it didn't have pictures of clouds. If, if any of you go and look uh, look this stuff up, you'll know what video we're talking about. Yeah, the one that the I clouds. saw was very, very bad.
1: It's and about it, two minutes, and it has a bunch of jump cuts in it that don't it, help. Uh, no. That don't help secure the creepiness clouds of it. Clouds aren't scary. But whoever edited the video down thought that it would. Scary clouds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that out of out of the three oh. and then uh yeah and so, bits of evidence that you've presented to me, that's the one that I, I pick as hoax first. Okay. That that the Mrs. Bellows uh, last will and tell testament would be you the first one that I think. Alright, so that's hoax.
0: the one that's a hoax. Um with the first one you feel that it's the more The Canadian moose.
1: That one I can't tell.
0: Like you, I I can't it's tell. It's grey. Yeah. There's that's no all telling. You can. Yeah. It's just it's great. Okay. It could go so either undecided. Way. Yeah. So undecided. undecided. Probable hoax. That's your scores on the first two. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. For me, I feel that the uh, first one is a legitimate video and meaning that I don't think they altered it and I don't think it's a camera lens error either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I fall on the first one, but uh, for the second one. I totally understand where you're coming from, based on the video clip that we we were able to find today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that one, I'm just gonna say, based on what we've seen today, I would be pretty much right there with you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that brings us to uh, the one that. On the fly, we both agree was kind of the most, kind of the best and most. Uh, it's credible. the most
1: compelling evidence, but I don't think it's great evidence. Okay, uh, which I, I think cannot... we'll get more into that after this. Con- uh, after we talk about this bit, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 it was say secure team ten video um, will definitely be in the in the show notes. Yeah, um, for sure. And what it shows is. Some of them I could think we could do an entire episode just about like this video. Like yeah, just almost, this yeah, picture, almost, really, uh, and, um, and other pictures that are because I've this, seen other this pictures quite like it.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, this is probably one that will come up again on a totally different topic, yeah. unrelated to but the race. Because like whatever
1: is in this picture, it is
0: the most. It's like a Skinwalker Ranch or Stardust Ranch. It's like that level of it is pr- yeah, paranormal. Yeah, just there's, all there's a sorts. lot
1: going on. In one picture, you get a a small red-eyed, which I think is the reason that it comes up when we're looking at rake stuff. Is because Uh whatever whatever's outside outside does have rake-like qualities. qualities. Uh, But it it rubs me a lot more like what I would call a Nosferatu, uh, a sewer vampire, or a uh, if it is like outer space alien in origin, it's a lot more
0: super advanced like beyond predator from the movie, you know? whatever
1: the thing was outside is not the advanced creature whatever no. the thing was outside is a, a but the a scout thing, uh, well um whatever the in, thing is outside is a, is a hunting dog in is a
0: scout type of, i def, of creature I definitely can agree with what you're saying and uh if if you're just listening to this podcast and uh you're not available to look at videos uh what we're describing is uh a man and uh his family were out at um uh, out at at their vacation house in arkansas yeah. or they're vacationing in a house in arkansas it's like a very nice looking um looked like a two-story uh log cabin sort yeah. of you know very nice high-end log cabin in arkansas on like their second night there or something to that effect the uh they started to, to hear like sounds on their roof like someone was walking around and then um it it continued on and then they heard stuff outside and then uh, eventually they stepped outside and seen a it was like a flying pyramid right mm-hmm. is what they describe
1: what they describe is what in the 90s we called the belgian triangles mm-hmm. but in between the three lighted the three lights on each point of the belgian triangle uh was a suspended upside down pyramid yeah and it was floating away from them above the trees
0: yeah and that so that was um what they noticed outside and then they um from what i recall they quickly uh ran back inside And they started uh, to take a few pictures when they started to hear something inside the house. Like, it sounded like it, whatever it was, sounded like it was inside the room with them. And that's what was freaking them out so much, was, like, not only the UFOs outside, but now there's a sound inside
1: and it sounds like somebody creeping and, around and like walking yeah. they, they 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 specifically state that it sounds like somebody walking around that and they, could, the feel, house. And they, they could, could feel they could feel the weight of this being like on the floor yeah. with them
0: and so uh the guy starts taking pictures uh and he uh inside the picture that we the main picture that we saw um what is captured is three micro or mini ufos like these things are they look to be about the size of golf balls yeah and they're yeah. uh floating a little bit above the floor and it looks like they, even though it's a pitcher you can tell there's motion to them just no they're, by... they're definitely spinning the, the way that i would they
1: they look like astro jacks like free mm-hmm. free floating astro jacks light up little balls that just kind of spin around each other yeah it, that is
0: what that is the impression that i got yeah. from that photo uh absolutely and um there so that's just like the first thing that's in there and then um as you go back it's uh facing their living room and on the back of the living room there's a uh, it looked like a, was it was a sliding glass door yeah it's a big window yeah big yeah there's just a large window in the back um to give you a visual clue so behind the couch close to the window it looks like there's like an invisible being like it reminds me of like the predator with the cloak on almost but even actually a better camouflage effect really it doesn't (laughs) look like a movie no it does it doesn't look like a movie it looks like real life like something is cloaking itself like
1: and you can you can say, you can very well see that it that the cloaking though like once you mm-hmm. look once at you it, notice you can it you see the once distortion you, you wouldn't the,
0: if you were walking by casually you would not notice for anything but yeah once you do see it though yeah you can see the
1: distortion in the air basically yeah uh, that that there is there's something once again with weight yeah uh, we, I keep on bringing that back yeah something when I, when I real look at yeah uh, photos and evidence. The things that I'm looking for is non-translucence and weight. Yeah. Like, it has to have depth, and it does not appear volume, to be that. and weight. Yeah. And this thing, whatever yeah. it is, has depth, volume, and weight, but it's invisible. Yeah. And, and those I, I four agree. things are frightening.
0: Very, very frightening. Like, I can't imagine... um
1: Being in the room at that moment? Yeah. Uh, And then behind that, this that thing, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, the cloaked figure, outside of the window is what could be considered the rake. uh, Yeah, if you if you looked at it, I would
0: consider it to be once again, if nothing else, a very rake-like creature. So much so that
1: well uh, and, and and yeah and it's this small sort of small it's huddled behind I, a window is the best that i can say i don't know it's how kind small of it is
0: it's kind of huddled behind the window but i it doesn't look to be extremely short it looks like it's very hunched over it has a large round head, and it looks to be about four foot tall but very hunched over is how i would describe it
1: red red eyes and it's yes. not like reflective red eyes. It's, like, al- it's, beyond, like
0: the, it's almost the, like night vision yeah. in a way. But you can tell that whoever it is is not human, clearly. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen people with those red night vision goggles. And though there's a slight resemblance in the redness to that, yeah. other than that, it looks nothing like a human being that's outside.
1: Uh, I mean, out um, of everything we looked at today, that is the most compelling evidence that I saw. Yeah, for what? I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I can totally agree with you. Uh, cuz like I said, I don't I it is the least rake-like thing that um I brought up, but at the same time, it is I agree with you. It is the most compelling evidence for there is something out there <laughs> and, and, I, uh, and we need to figure out what it is. Because I, I don't want that thing in no, my house. I don't want
1: anything like that near me. No, which like, I think UFOs us, I'm
0: fine with. But um, once they, you enter my domain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knock first. And That's I think I that, like. <laughs> that that
1: brings us around to like, is the, is there any legitimacy to the rake? And I think that I would enter on the table that final picture Mm-hmm. As evidence that perhaps the rake itself is not a thing, but we attribute things to the rake.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like can, Perhaps yeah, the rake actually, as a creature
1: right. isn't a thing. We've just been calling different things the rake.
0: So kind of a tulpa chicken. I, I mean, I almost like it. a tulpa. A little bit. Yeah. I, 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 you similarities know, similarities to it. Yeah. Unfortunately. We're going to – that's going to be a bad word. That's going to be a bad It'll word a very soon into word. the show, I promise you. We won't well, say <laughs> call it a toll because – Unless necessary.
1: If, you know, like if that 1690s uh, uh, journal entry mm-hmm. that you read at the beginning – at the top of the show yeah. is to be believed uh, and the rake was – you know, it wasn't written after the fact or somebody later on went and attached the rake name to it.
0: No, um, I believe um, that one was li- – Then,
1: uh, you know, it can perhaps be taken that somebody else who is really into this, who wrote the creepypastas that we came to know as the Rake, Mm kind of pulled the name from there and pulled some bits from there. And perhaps you're dealing with something uh, not quite Tulpa-esque. But then from there, as we're in the modern era, we're just attaching the name of the Rake to things we see.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty accurate for what I kind of did with the video that we both find to be the most compelling. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, like I said, I don't... It's not exactly to, you know, actually, in, in no way is it traditional rake, but that is the first thing that I thought of when I seen it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it is a creature that does kind of feed off fear. Like uh, the old lady did say in her uh, in that one video we mentioned, uh, that it it actually wore a mask when it went to see her Mm -hmm. and it told her you know the name of her parents and that they knew her and that um it wore a mask though to hide its face yeah because it and that kind of reminded me of something that might actually like maybe it does feed off of fear but maybe it's also intelligent and um doesn't necessarily feed off of fear of everyone all the time. It seems like it might want to actually be kind of left alone, but like, a, maybe for nourishment more so than uh, endless hunger. If the fear.
1: Mrs. Bellows video is to be taken seriously, uh, her encounter with whatever that thing is, uh, the rake is death. Like it is mm. a, it is a, it is grim a grim reaper, reaper uh, okay. a creature. Like that—that that is the way that she, the way that she describes it. Yeah, it it comes off very much like a. I know I know the name of your parents. Yeah, they know your dreams. It comes off much more like a a a, a personification. Yeah, of I didn't think death. of it like that. Death before. wears a mask when he comes to see you. That's true. Death speaks yeah. your name. Like death knows you. He knows what you see in your sleep. Death knows everything, and death. All right. You will miss death when he leaves and you will never know when death knocks again.
0: Uh, yeah. um, and and
1: perhaps that is what the Rake is. Like, I could take Maybe. that. Where the, the Rake is Lots is of
0: similarities not to the traditional Grim Reaper. Exactly
1: and... a creature as much as it is an omen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I honestly could totally see that. That's actually completely reasonable as well. I'm going to say, um, at the end of the day that between um being you know a bullshit or uh being legit i'm going to put it smack in the middle slight lean towards legit because i think that it does exist in some form not necessarily in one solid physical form um but i definitely think that it i think it's part of our reality I don't know how else to how really else, put uh, that. to think about it. Yeah, okay. I think that it's it's made it made its way into our reality in some way. Whether so. or not it is, I don't know. If a it's cryptid,
1: physical. a corporeal physical being that I don't know that we might be able to one day categorize like a Bigfoot or something along mm-hmm. those lines is yet to be seen. But okay. perhaps a spiritual type. that is what I, yeah. If it if it exists, it is a spirit
0: creature. So, uh, yeah, uh, or an elemental of sorts, yeah. almost. Yes, you know. Yes, yeah. All right. So we're in a pretty well agreement on the rake. It sounds like. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it, yeah,
1: if it is anything, it is a personification of death or fear or nightmares or, or something along those lines. An immutable force of the of the thought plane, something along those lines.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Third seeing yeah. stuff with okay. your third eye. I got gotcha. you. Well. You know this uh this has been a pretty entertaining episode. Yeah. Um you know it, it's a it was a little bit of a challenge doing this one as a first episode. <laughs> uh, but you know what I do plan on doing kind of the lesser known lesser talked uh, talked about um subjects uh Like, I don't plan on doing a Roswell or a Bigfoot episode um, in the near future. Yeah. So, we'll be covering stuff that's uh, a little bit on the underground still. You know, maybe you've heard of it. Uh, Maybe you haven't, but... Is there any homework that the people can do for episode two? So, for episode two, this one, this next one, I am currently researching, and I am currently, like... Just, I am eating way too many alien head-shaped pancakes, and I am just full, 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 full of aliens flying over Houston. And um, basically, the case that I'm looking at, it's an abduct. It's eight different abductions that happened across the city of Houston. In uh, it was on December 11th, 1992, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And all the eight of these people. Um, say that they had the same exact experience. Um, and these the, it was all the way across Houston. And for those of you who don't know, Houston is a very large, sprawling city. We are very far apart. Like, if we go from here to Baytown, which is another part of Houston, yeah. how far are we talking? Eight miles? Probably. Yeah. I
1: mean, we're talking at least an hour's drive. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, um, it's a really interesting case. I'm personally calling it the Houston Eight um I actually that's what I called it because that's what I assumed it was called and I actually couldn't find a name for um, all eight of these put together it doesn't so, have an in- it, doesn't it doesn't have, have own, an incident, like, incident name. name yeah it does not have its own incident name so um, I'm unofficially I'm just gonna call it the Houston eight um, I think it sums it up pretty well right. and we'll we'll be talking about that um, hopefully within two weeks if it's um, just a little bit over that. Uh, Life goes on. We will get these out.
1: Next time on Title Unknown The Case of the Houston Eight.
0: Indeed. I'm Ian Brown. And I'm Chris Myers. Thanks for listening, guys. And keep your eyes on the skies. All right. Cool, cool.